Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. I had another coach in the league call me yesterday, and and that's what he was kind of recommending, that the Big Ten kind of come out and say, hey, this needs to be consistent across the Big Ten. And I said, I just don't think that's going to work. It either needs to be national or not at all. But I just don't see how that's, that's going to work. Penn State coach James Franklin saying that if state governments and medical experts allow a majority of schools within the conference to play college football, they should play even if COVID-19 restrictions prevent a few other teams from within the same league from returning. So Rutgers, you're not holding us back from the Penn State coach. I don't know how else to take that. Uh, Yeah, I'm not really concerned about Rutgers or how else to take it. I mean, I think that if you could play football, you should be playing football. That's the bottom line. If somebody else can't, they shouldn't be because they're not going to put money in your pocket. I mean, we're all in this together, except when it comes to money. Yeah, that part's true. It just gets complicated because the money's coming to the group through the TV contract. So it'll come down to power and leverage. I mean, if six Pac-12 teams can go and six can't, or if six Mountain West teams can go and six can't, which six have the leverage to get their way? And maybe it won't break that way. Maybe well, it'll be ten and two, you know. So it'll be obvious. I don't think that the money, a large majority of come comes through television, but I don't think it comes exclusively through television. Right, but since the the gate money, I assume is already. I'm assuming there aren't going to be crowds. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, if there are crowds, then you're right. That's a whole another revenue source. But if you don't have fans in attendance, then the sponsorship signs inside the stadium aren't worth as much. I mean, they're still on TV, some of them. So, that TV's a pretty big chunk of what's left. Yes, it is. Big 12 is canceling its preseason football media days. They were going to be at AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys Stadium in Arlington. Instead, it'll be a virtual event. They're the first Power 5 conference to announce that. Obviously, the Mountain West has already announced it. So is the MAC, Conference USA, and the AAC. So I expect we're going to hear more of that. You're not, you're not planning on uh, Southern California, are you? Going to that mall, which I think is closed to? Not right now, but, I mean, it's the end of July. It's literally the last week of July, so I'm planning on it until I hear otherwise. NCAA approved a waiver that will allow schools to spend below the minimum level on athletic scholarships required to compete in D1. Basketball and football players will be allowed to participate in summer athletic activities without being enrolled in school as well. And the NCAA will vote on May 13 if they will extend the recruiting dead period through June 30th. So keep adapting all of those rules. I guess the participating in summer athletic activities without being enrolled in school, that's a step forward, assuming there are summer athletic activities. It means Devontae Henry Cole could be at BYU working with coaches, I guess. Oh, yeah, fine. Back to that uh, dead period, scholarships are being offered left and right, so I'm not sure what a dead period really means. I think what it means is that they can't get on a plane and fly and no visit the kids. in-person Fine. meetings. But, it, but, but it's, mis- it's, it's misleading. It's not a dead It's period. not totally dead. It's a no-travel thingy. Right. Correct. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. 
NFL laid out protocols for the gradual reopening of team facilities. A process that will begin with select staff members and eventually expand to include players. Facilities have been shut down since March. According to the memo, the first group of employees allowed back into facilities would include no more than 50% of the non-player staff and up to a total of 75 per day. This sounds like they're doing what office staffs all over the place have done. A lot of people work from home, but maybe not everybody. Doesn't sound like that's cutting edge. Oh, no, not at all. You know, I would imagine those who have to be there versus those who can do their job from home. Keep the ones who can do it from home. Keep doing it from home. Jadavia and Clowney and the Seattle Seahawks have not ruled out reuniting, but the defensive end would have to take significantly less money than what the team previously offered in order for the reunion to happen. Clowney has reportedly been seeking top-level money in free agency. But I, I imagine top-level money has been shrinking lately. Got to follow the cap and all of that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. What is the Mavericks' stance on opening the facility on Friday? Yeah, it's not going to happen. The problem, obviously, is because we can't test people, then we can't assure anybody's safety, um, whether they're basketball players or anybody else. And even though we can try to take all different types of precautions, it's just not worth it. Uh, particularly when our guys are staying in shape and they're going outside and shooting on outdoor hoops and you know working out in various ways. So I just don't think the risk is worth the reward. That's Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks. Most teams are with him, but there are three teams that plan to reopen on Friday. The Nuggets, the Blazers, and the Cavaliers. That's the day the NBA set as the first day facilities could reopen for individual workouts. Houston Rockets were open open their facility, but decided against that after the Texas governor said to hold off opening gyms until May 18th. So, a trickle of teams, 10% of the league back. Everybody else... Uh, yeah, maybe in a couple days or a couple weeks. We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's fine. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball expects to offer a return-to-play proposal to the Major League Baseball Players Association within a week. As teams have begun to encourage players to prepare for a spring training, using the term spring loosely, but you get the idea, that could begin in mid-June and a season that could start in early July, according to a report from ESPN. Baseball in July. Sounds good to me. Spring training in June. Of course, we've got the PGA Tour planning on uh, cranking up in June as well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what they're talking about. And so I think you should proceed as such, and then if you have to make adjustments to the adjustment, you adjust. Multiple plans. Keep them available. Keep them handy. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, for the players is the mindset. Rather than just say, hey, there's no chance. Let's just forget about this. I mean, this is a long shot. Well, what does that do to the mindset of the player? Whereas if you've got a target date, I think that gets the mindset of the player, depending on what position you play, to throw, to to hit, to field, you know, although the various positions that are in a, in a, in a game, in a play, a roster, and so the mindset allows you to, I think, work out with a better purpose and a better intent. And so then if it does come to pass, you're that much uh, more ready. But if it, then if it, you have to make an adjustment at that time, well, really, what have you lost? You've not, you haven't lost anything because you, it's not there. You're not playing yet. But the mindset of the, the player would be, okay, I've got 
June 20th as a date. And, uh, you know, I'm working towards that. That's when we're going to, I don't know if they're going to have, like we do every winter, pitchers and catchers report February 13th. Pitchers and catchers report June 17th, you know, and then uh, the other players start coming in. Although these days, everybody shows up as soon as they can. Because if you're a baseball player, it's something you've been doing as, since you were a kid. And you just love doing it, so you're there anyway. But uh, that might be an extreme to have pitchers and catchers report. But if they know that they're targeting a date, I think that helps keep them. If nothing else, I would think that the morale would be up, thinking, all right, we've got uh, 50 days, 40 days, and so forth and so on. So I like that idea of targeting a date. And if it can't come to pass, well, then you'd make the adjustment necessary. I think uh, the mindset deal, I think you're spot on there. And I think we heard a little bit of that uh, from Joe Ingles on his Zoom press conference. We can talk to him because he's going to join us today at 9 o'clock. When he was talking about, you know, and maybe it was on our show too, he was talking a little bit about um, it kind of, it just feels like the offseason right now because he hasn't gone to the facility. He hasn't, uh, you know, gone five on five with his teammates. They haven't been on a plane to go to a game. He hasn't, you know, they haven't been watching, you know, sitting in that same room where they watch all the film with the coaches. And those are all, those all go to the mindset. I mean, you know, you can go play basketball in the offseason. It just feels like the offseason because he's not doing anything that goes with the season stuff. And you can just hear his voice. And I can imagine for a baseball player, uh, unless you're injured, that there literally hasn't been a time in the oh, second yeah. week of May, if <laughs> right. you haven't been playing a b- ball, probably, you know, the overwhelming majority of amount of time of your life. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, these yeah. guys were, most of these guys were playing at 9, 10, 11, 12. I mean, they yeah. were, oh, they were already, sure. yeah, they were already going. So, yeah, yeah. even the, the 23 or 24 year old guy, eight years old, I mean, that's two thirds of your life if you started playing at eight. And you probably didn't. You probably started playing at six or seven. Yeah, so it's got to be extremely weird for those guys. I think we're we're starting to get in the NBA season time of year that most teams aren't playing, you know, because you get in this, this time, uh, at the least, you're in the second round. Right. And, and, We'd be down to eight teams playing, which yeah. means 22 teams would be done. Right. So it ended abruptly in an unusual way, but this time of year, it's a little bit different for them because for uh, this time of year, the reality for Joe is that he would be preparing to go to Australia back for what would be his winter down under. And so it's it's an unusual situation. And I think they would probably like uh, some information, too, because eh, you know, I'm not a professional ball player by any stretch. But you'd think that these guys just want to get out there, you know, set aside the financial ramifications, which, you know, it's hard to do because money's driven by everything and everything's driven by money. But you'd think that you just would love to play the game. I certainly would if I were them. And, and you know, maybe a few days off here and there are refreshing. But we're getting to the two-month mark. And so I think that I would get extremely itchy. One way or the other, you know, let me know. Just whatever it is, just, just let me know. And then I'll adjust how I need to adjust. It's what they do. And so to all of a sudden have the routine taken away. We've heard that from retiring players. You know, they miss the locker room. They miss the routine. They miss seeing the guys. And just from our own world, you know, we were shut down for the deep cleaning of the arena. And so we weren't on the air for a few days. And then we were shut down again because of the earthquake because they had to inspect the arena. And some of our equipment got damaged in that, the power and, you know, fried stuff. 
And so we had those off periods, and we hadn't spoken, and you called me, and the first thing I told you is, I'm not cut out for retirement. And you started laughing. And it goes to that for those guys, too. It's like, they're not ready to retire. This is what they do. I'm cut out for going on a beach. But yeah, not, now you're talking. Not sitting at home being uh, restricted to my home. Uh, but, yeah, retirement's not on my mind either. There's still too much to do. Hey, fans are going to be allowed to enter baseball stadiums for games in Taiwan for the first time this season as part of a gradual easing of restrictions. Uh, the China Professional Baseball League said up to 1,000 people would be permitted to enter ballparks Friday after an agreement between the league and Taiwan's Central Epidemic Command Center. Let baseball gradually return to Chinese life. That's the, uh, the line they're using there. So 1,000 people spread across the stadium. You know, a couple people in a row here, a couple people at the end of the next row up, keeping everybody spread out. But, hey, 1,000 is better than nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know what the size of the stadiums are, how it's going to look, but uh, try it. And then you can always adjust backward if the medical people give you the okay. I'm not saying just be loose and free with rules and just throw caution to win. That's not the point. I'm saying if there is some type of... Uh, Oh, whatever it might be, an agreement or universal approval from folks who know what they're talking about, thinking that, okay, this is something that you can handle, and then you go through uh, the proper authorities, uh, give that a shot, see how it goes. But you're right, 1,000 would be better than nothing, obviously. Maybe to drown out, you know, the voices so you just don't hear one voice echoing across the stadium. I hear you. Hey, 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 move over. Yeah, I think they'd probably be speaking... Chinese. I don't know if they'd be speaking English. Jayo. That's what I like to say in China. How big are those stadiums? You spent a couple of years there. Biggest are probably about 10,000 seats. They're not huge. So 10% full though. Yeah, but you can put 1,000 people in there and at least have some fan interaction. The Jazz announced attendance of 1,800 tonight. A sellout. Well, in that situation, <laughs> if they had a standing ovation, you could literally count that, and it would have to be. And so if you only had, like, 980, it wouldn't be an entire standing ovation. It would be a partial standing ovation. You know, sometimes the standing ovation, everybody leaps to their feet, but sometimes the people in front do, and then you got to stand up just to see. And with a 1,000 people scattered, you'd have to have the real deal where everyone leaps to their feet because you wouldn't have to stand up just to see. Right. It would be a more of a, a true standing ovation. Because I think we use standing ovation just way too flippantly. And it's always bugged me all these years. It's not. I see seen people sitting down, but yet they say standing ovation. No, it's partial. Here, you could literally figure it out. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bullerjack, his weekly visit. That's at 830. Joe Ingles will be here at 9 o'clock this morning on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.